Let's stand and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a good hand. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, let's let's lift our hands and our voices and worship the Lord now. Hallelujah to God. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Praise God. Praise God. My, it is an honor and it is a privilege to be here today in the presence of God. Let's thank God for His presence. Hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord for His presence. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Glory to God. And I want to say from my heart that I appreciate Brother Hyler, Sister Hyler, their family, and this church for hosting this meeting. This is a meeting whose time has come. In different seasons, in different times, in different circumstances, different situations, uh, call for different things. And the day that we live in, and the time that we live in, and the circumstances that we live in, and all that's going on here, there, wherever, it calls for this meeting at this time in this place. Praise God. And uh, now next year, the Lord willing, uh, Brother Heiler is uh, trying to get a bigger building, a bigger building. And uh, he'll be getting out the dates and the time, and, and uh, there's a possibility the date could change and whatever. But he'll get all of that out. And uh, the building will be bigger and whatever. But I, I, I purpose next year, the Lord willing, to go back to the way we used to do it years ago. I'm talking about the church I pastor. That is, we're going to load up the buses. We're going to have chaperones. We're going to bring young people. We're going to get rooms. We're going to get them here. Praise God. Because I want the young people that I pastor to be in this atmosphere. Praise God. Amen. There's nothing here that I'm afraid of. Glory to God. And I appreciate uh, I appreciate this church hosting this meeting. God bless you. And these men that have preached before me, Brother Garrett and Brother Greg and Brother Green and Brother Grayson. That's the G-Boys. We're getting close to them. We're getting on down to M. And uh, uh, I could feel intimidated because my name doesn't start with G. But they ought to feel intimidating because theirs doesn't start with M. That's just according to how you look at it. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> Praise God. And these ministers that are here, God bless you. And you that are cooperating with this meeting, God bless you. I know the real purpose and the intent of this meeting. Because I know the heart of the pastor of this meeting. And that is he just wants to get apostolics of like precious faith together and strengthen the church. Praise the Lord. That's the real purpose. Let's thank God for what He's done in this meeting. Hallelujah. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. 
Praise God. Praise God. Now, everybody's got a history. Everybody's got a story. Okay? Now, my history and my story is longer than yours because I'm older. Uh, you know, that is most of you. In fact, it makes you feel funny when you come to meet and you look around and you're about the oldest preacher there. I said about. And, uh, uh, but it don't make me, I'm not intimidated. I don't feel bad. I don't feel like, well, no. Uh, I just, I just feel excited that I'm still saved. Hallelujah. But, so, uh, if, if I had a, uh, for, for the tape sec today, uh, I'll just, just title it, uh, This Is My Story. Just title it that. And uh, now, some of you, some of you heard me a few months ago preach this in Colorado. And, uh, and I could uh, feel, you know, well, they heard that. I can't preach that. No, I think I got a revelation. You didn't get it the first time, and God's bringing it back to you. Okay? Praise God. So, Sister Deborah White, if you're in a third meeting with me and I preach this a third time, I want you to get it today. Okay? God's giving you a rerun. Praise God. Now, this is my story. Now, for you to feel like I'm preaching, i got to read a text. Okay? And uh, so my text is found in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, then we will turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6 and verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. You may be seated. So I've read a text. I've given you my subject. This is my story. And so then, now we're going to go uh, for a ride. But before I do that, while I'm thinking about it, I want Brother uh, Garrett and Brother Hyler to stand up. Brother Garrett and Brother Hyler to stand up. Now, you, I want you young men, uh, especially, I, I want you to, to uh, get this in your mind. Brother Grayson talking about the mind. In fact, I'm going to tell you, all of these brothers, and I'm not just saying this. I wouldn't say it if I didn't feel it. I don't just compliment to compliment. That's lying. And that's another subject for another day. But anyway, uh, uh, I, these men have really blessed me. Every one of them. Every one. Brother Green, Brother Greg, Brother Grayson, and, and Brother Garrett. It has blessed me. But now these two uh, men, they look older. There's gray in their hair and whatever and so forth and so on. But you've got to get this in your mind. It's going to be hard to do. But I pastored them when they were in their teens. Can you imagine them being in their teens? They look older than I do now, but in fact, it looks like they ought to be my pastor. Uh, but I, they were in their teens, and I want to tell you, they went through normal things just like uh, I go through with you young folks in, 
in, in, in the church that I pastor now and you that are uh, here today. Praise God. They went through the girlfriend thing. They went through the wife thing. They went through... We, we've, been, we've, we've been there and done that. Alright? But, but I want to tell you something. God had His hand upon them. Praise God. And they made some normal mistakes in life and whatever and so forth and so on. But I just taught them this. That the, the Bible said if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That takes care of that. Praise God. But I used to pastor them. And uh, they were a challenge. They taught me more than I taught them. That's right. So anything I do wrong here today, they taught me. But, but what I'm saying is, you young men that God may lay His hand up on to preach the gospel someday, let me tell you, these men were just young men in the church, just like you are. And, and they listened. And they was reproved, rebuked, and exhorted. And, and we laughed together, cried together. Uh, I, have I ever got mad at them? Oh! Have I ever? I, I could tell you stories, but I won't. But I'm going to tell you, there's hope for you. Praise God, there's hope for you. The main thing is, I never one time remember them disrespecting me or not listening uh, uh, to me. Sometimes I had to say it several times, but they finally got it. And they're here today and they're living for God. And we thank the Lord for that. All right, you can be seated. Praise God. All oh, let's worship the Lord. Thank God. Praise God. But don't start the clock yet because I ain't started. Uh, uh, but let me tell you, the rest of you young men something. And you, you young ladies. First of all, you don't have to be a preacher. God needs good, sturdy, stout men in the local church. Be happy whatever God, wherever God puts you. If you're not going to be a preacher, be a good, stout, sturdy man in the church. And you young ladies, you don't have to marry a preacher. In fact, if you can get out of it, get out of it. Just be a good woman in the church, married to a good man in the church. And some of you girls are saying, I would if I could find one. That's right. Praise God. I feel a spirit coming on me. Praise God. Now I'm going to tell you something. Don't start the clock yet. The longest I've ever preached is three hours and ten minutes. And I've, I didn't feel as good then as I do right now, brother. Praise God. And we got all afternoon. And, 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 uh, and let me tell you, Brother uh, Hyler's father-in-law, Sister Hyler. Stand up, Sister Hyler. I used to pastor. I used to pastor her. And, and, and her daddy asked the right questions. You may be seated. She asked, he asked the right questions. Said, who is your hero? Now, I've never heard that story before, but I want to tell you another part of that story. She had saw this Don Hyler kid. And she was talking about Don Hyler's coming. Don Hyler's coming. Don Hyler's coming. And, and, and let me tell you something. When he was a teen, he was scrawny, he was skinny, and he was uglier than he is now. And, 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 and he, he went up the mountain to their house. And when he got there, her dad was getting ready for church. And you'd have to know her dad. He would, and he'd come out of, he'd never met this 
this scrawny kid before. And this scrawny, scared kid was sitting in, in, in the living room. And, and out walked uh, Harold Johnson. And he was putting on his tie. And he looked and he said, Is this the thing you've been talking about? He said, The way you was talking, I thought he'd ride into town on a white steed. But I'll tell you what, he wanted this girl so bad, he, he took the abuse of Harold Johnson. But Harold Johnson was, was dumb like a fox. He knew what he was doing. He was putting the test on. I'm telling you, Daddy, uh, if somebody comes around you, put the test on them boys. Put the test on them boys. And I'm going to tell you something else, Daddy. Them, them, them girls your daddy, uh, your boys are going with, uh, put the test on them girls. Why am I getting off on this stuff? Praise. Oh, no, I'm going to tell the story. I was born in 1940. In, that sounds like a long time ago, don't it? Tell you the truth, it is. <laughs> 1940 in, in Texas. I was born in Lamisa, Texas. That's where I was born, but that didn't where we lived. We lived way out in the country. We, we lived 30 miles from town, way out in the country. We had no electricity. We had no running water. The only running water we had is when it rained and run off top of the house, and that's it. The house that we lived in was never painted. I, I got a picture of it. And, and we lived out, we had hogs, we had dogs, and we had horses, and we had chickens, and, uh, and, and, and that was it. And we had a lot of rattlesnakes. That's why I'm still scared of rattlesnakes today. In fact, let me tell you something, you young people. I'm going to teach you. There's three things you want to watch out for in life. That's right. Electricity. You know, I wouldn't used to be around electricity. When I got around it, boy, it shocked you. It scared me. I still don't want to grab a hot wire. I'm scared of electricity and snakes and mean women. Now that's something. And I want to tell you girls, you girls, you be, you be afraid of sorry men. A sorry man. They ain't nothing like a mean woman and a sorry man. A sorry man is a man that don't work. The first thing I want to know, if, if one of my girls, I ain't got no girls, but if a girl in my church is going somebody, does he work? Does he have a job? Does he pay tithes? Does he run on time? Does he get up? Does he show up with his tools? Hallelujah. After Brother Green got through preaching about, does he show up with his tools? If I was you boys, I'd have a screwdriver and pair of pliers in my pocket right now. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. All right, I got to hurry up. But that's where I was, that's where I was brought up. That was my formative years. I remember World War II. I was just a little boy. But World War II was such a big thing, little boys could remember. I remember when they dropped the atomic bomb. I was just a little, my, I was telling this story one day and my grandson said, Papa, I was making such a big deal out. He said, did you hear it over at your house? <laughs> well, we almost did. <laughs> I mean, uh, World War II was a big thing. I remember my uncles going off to war, my daddy going off to war. I remember us having to sell our tractors and, and, and what, I mean, it, it, it was a bad time till they dropped that bomb. And uh, my grandma always said bum when they dropped that bum. <laughs> but, 
But anyway, uh, it sure cleared things out and straightened a lot of things up. But anyway, uh, uh, after that, we'd sold our tractors and whatever and so on and so on. And, and then uh, my dad passed the physical and then the war, they dropped the bomb and the war ended. And so they sent my dad back home because he was a farmer. And, and uh, uh, my mom and daddy decided to go to California because we heard that in California that money growed on trees. Really did. They, they'd say, in California, money grows on trees. And in my little mind, as a, just a five, six-year-old boy, had in my mind, money grows on trees. We're going to see money trees when we get to California. I didn't know it was prunes and, and, and apricots and peaches and stuff like that. You had to pick it and make a living. Hey, back in that day, I remember they singing a song. Hey, Okie, if you see Archie, tell him Texas out in California, picking up prunes. Now, you young generation, you don't understand that, and I ain't got time to explain it. But, but anyway, we loaded up our uh, 1940 Chevrolet pickup that my daddy bought brand new for $750. And, uh, and, and we loaded that pick. I mean, we loaded it up and we headed for California. It took a long time to get to California in them days. And it was just my daddy and my mom and me. And, uh, I remember coming into California and, uh, I, I, I started looking for them money trees. And, uh, I found out later what it was, but I can remember coming right down Highway 99 out here. Now listen to this. In those days, Highway 99 went right through Merced, went right through Atwater, went right through Livingston, went right through Modesto, went right through everything. And it was just one lane south and one lane north. That's it. And boy, did they have some head-on collisions in those days. But it was one lane north and one lane south, and, and that was it. I remember it was in the month of April, 1946. I remember coming right up through this this country out here, just a little boy. And we landed up the road here just a few miles at a little place where my uncle and aunt live called Delhi. Anybody know where Delhi is? Man, everybody all know where Delhi is. <laughs> we live right up the road at, at Delhi. Now, the population now is 7,000, but in 1946 it might have been a hundred. And that's where I started the school. They said it's time to start the school. I remember I started school. I felt so funny because these California boys, they wore Levi's. And where I come from, we wore overalls. I'd stripe it o I felt so funny in my striped overalls and everybody had Levi's on. I remember we went to school and the teacher said, everybody's got to have a, a shot. A shot. All I can remember is us shooting pigs when I was in Texas when it come hog killing time. Really? And so... And so they said, well, I went home. They said, they're going to shoot us. And mom said, no, they're going to give you a shot. Okay, they got that. And I remember they lined us up. And we lined up one day, and they started putting uh, needles in our arm. Uh, and I remember a kid, by the, something you don't forget in life. I remember this old boy, he's shorter than me, and I was short, and his name was Eddie. They stuck that needle in his arm, give him that shot, and old Eddie went, Aah! I thought, oh, my land. I really, this really happened right up the road. And I stepped up and they go, boom, boom. man, I was so scared it didn't even bother me. Really. But, uh, but let me tell you that before we moved out here, uh, before we moved out here and, and started the school, uh, I was just a boy. But I remember one day I climbed up on top of the closet and I, and I found a book. There was a book. I don't remember if it's a Bible. I don't remember. I just remember there was a book. 
And there was a picture, and I can still see it right now in my mind. And it was a picture of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I didn't know what it was. We wouldn't. My folks had respect for church and whatever and so forth and so on. But, but, and they went some every once in a while. But I didn't know what about God. I didn't know about church. I didn't know a Pentecostal Baptist Catholic. I didn't know. But I just, this picture, it, it got a hold of my, and I remember I climbed off that closet and I went to my mom and I said, Mama, what's this man hanging on this cross? And she explained to me that that was Jesus Christ. That's the first time that I ever remember God dealing with me. I was about five years old, or maybe four at that time, I don't know. And, and, but, but, but God began to deal with me. I, I never forgot those moments living there way out in the nowhere and God began to I'm telling you God talks to children God deals with children God was dealing with me then we moved to California then we started the school and up uh, and, and and I'm going to skip some of this and and and, and we started the school and and uh, uh them country kids I went to school with it was something else and 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 so uh, I had a uh, I had you know this big old dairy down the road here on the left hand side. I remember going there when I was a kid. We used to go there and get milk, and we could buy milk there cheap, and then we would resell it and uh, and make money. And uh, uh, I remember uh, my uncle and aunt moved to Modesto. Boy, that was big time. That was 19 miles way up the road, and and uh, they lived in Modesto. And so one day my uh, mother and dad said. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to Modesto to you know visit my uncle Nick. So we went to Modesto, and so we got to Modesto. Now at this time, I was in about uh, oh I don't know maybe the fifth grade, right in there somewhere, and uh, uh, the second grade. I'll never forget the second grade because I stayed there two years, but uh, I don't want to take time to explain that. Uh, th- they didn't catch on quick, and it took me two years teaching what they need to know. But anyway, remember that, Sister White, and. Uh, and, and so it was that, 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 that we went to Modesto. My cousin said, he said, you know, I've been going to, to this church uh, and I catch a bus on Sunday and, and I was his company. So I said, okay. I remember us going out and standing uh, beside the, uh, the road and, and this bus came. And we got on this bus. I still remember the people on that bus. Uh, I, I could. I, I still remember the people. We got on that bus and we went to the. That's my first time to a Pentecostal church. And and there's something I can't explain it, but but something began to happen to me on that visit to that. I'm telling you, I believe in the bus ministry. The first time that I ever went, to, the first time that I ever went to a Pentecostal church, it was on a Sunday school bus. In my life, it took the old rugged bus and the old rugged cross. I'm telling you what, the spirit of evangelism needs to get a hold of you young people. Oh yeah! God let the spirit of evangelism get a hold of us. And and so, but something happened. I can't tell you, but something happened. And, and so, we went on back home and in a few years, in 19... 53 we moved to uh modesto and 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 i started uh to school there boy that was uptown man that was i'd I'd never lived in 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 town before like that man this was uh this was a change in my my life and so uh i was involved in school there really got involved in sports really got involved in, in things like that and of course didn't go to church and whatever. And then there's a few years my my cousin 
finally, he turned 16 and he said, uh, he, you know, he got him a car and he said, hey, he said, I want to go back. He said, I want to go to that church that we used to go to. He quit going. Now, why did he want to go to that church? Why did we want It was God leading us. Let me say, young people, let God and your pastor lead you. Let your mama and your daddy and your pastor and God lead you. Yeah. Now, let me, don't let me forget where I'm at, but let me tell you about this preaching business. God has blessed us in Fresno to turn out several preachers. Uh, uh, most all of them's good except a couple. And, uh, uh, well, I mean, not well, no. No, God has, has and, and, and people ask me, say, how do you, preachers ask me, do you have a class? Do you do this? Do you do that? Blah, 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 blah. No, let me tell you something. If you're going to be a preacher, you'll pick up the spirit of the preacher that's in your life. And, and he'll teach you. He'll teach you. He'll teach you. And I can't tell you how we do it. All I know is we do it and it works. Uh, but 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 let God lead you. But everybody don't need to be a preacher. And everybody don't need to marry a preacher. And, and we need good men and good women in the church. Let God lead you. Let your, the hand of your pastor and your parents uh, uh, be up on you. But anyway, we started to this Pentecostal church. And God got to dealing with me. But you got to understand, I was, I was already in high school. I was in sports. And, and now let me talk about, uh, about uh, uh, sports here. Uh, just a minute. I have brought something to this meeting that I've never done before. If I've ever done it, I can never remember it. You've heard me talk about it, but 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 I found it the other day and I bought it. And it's newspaper clippings of Von Morton when I was a sinner boy. I've never brought them to a service before. No, you can't touch them or have them after service or look at them. Okay, here is one. I'm gonna I'm gonna show. There is a sports spirit in the world today. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing wrong with boys getting together and playing and girls getting together and playing. But I'm going to tell you, when it gets to be church against church and school against school and you're joining the little league, I'm telling you, that that's not separation from the world. Praise God. Now, I realize, I realize that there's some among us that they allow this little league bit. I'm telling you what, you're pointing your kid's nose in the wrong direction if you're going to get into that little league business. Hallelujah. And I realize that some of our churches say, well, it's alright uh, to join league. It's, 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 it's church against church. You, you, you're going to build a spirit and a wall up and there's going to be feelings. Uh, there's some churches uh, that men go to that church only when it's a certain ball season and they go so they can play on the ball team and then that's it. And I read an article here a while back in one of our uh, Pentecostal magazines where uh, emphasizing how important it is to have a, a, a ball team and, and, and win the loss. I'm telling you, it's of the world. It's not right. I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Praise God. We don't need to have church against church in school. Have youth camp, play balls, divide up teams, play sandlot ball, have fun, be boys, be girls, have play volleyball, play basketball, play football, do all that. But we don't need to join the leagues. I was, I was on the track team for one thing. Let me read this. This was the Modesto B back in 1914. No, it wasn't that long. 
Some of you really believed that. Huh? All right, it says here. Uh, I got to get find this. I'm just skipping down. It said word came from New York. Boy, that was something in that day. Word came from New York, uh, and it said the relay team of Elvis Evans, Morton, and Ted Watkins placed fourth. You got to understand that's fourth in the nation. Do you hear me? Fourth in the nation. Here's another. Let, let me finish. This this goes along with that one. It said, it said the Modesto track and field team uh, placed an even twenty boys in the Pacific Athletics Association of the Olympics at San Francisco Kizar Stadium over the weekend. Uh, let me find. It said the top marks from the Modestans were Burton and uh, Elvis and Evans and Morton and Watkins. It said the relay team. It said, uh, let me get on down. It said they ran the 200 shuttle hurdle relay team in 29.5. This was just one-tenth of a second off the national record. I know what I'm talking about when I talk about sports. And some of these young folks have been looking at me like, you don't know what. I know what I'm talking about. I know what God saved me from. God didn't save me from uh, from dope and, and crank and, and so forth. But God saved me from a spirit that's working worse in the world today than it, than it was then. And that's the spirit of sports. Here comes a... Here, here's an article. I got to find it here somewhere. Okay, it said a. Uh, 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 okay, uh, Modesto Beach Turlock thirteen to seven. But here it is: a pass intercepted by Morton gave Modesto possession on Turlock's forty-one. From there, the Panthers—that's us—started uh, their march. And boy, I've been on a march ever since. And they started their march, and they won uh, the game. Now wait, I'm fine. I'm looking for something here, and uh, here's one. Here's one. Here's one. Here's one. Uh, I don't want to bore you, but I just want to get my point across here. It says uh, Modesto beat series twenty-five uh, to six. Uh, let me find on down here. Da, 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 da. It said Modesto's TDs were scored by Alan Gilmore uh, on a one-yard run. Vaughn Morton on a lateral from Tom McManus. On a play that covered 61 yards. Eddie Burton on a sneak. And Morton on a punt return of 81 yards. I know what I'm talking about. That's right, man. I made the headlines in those days. <laughs> and, and here's another one. Window 81. I can still remember that. It was on a fourth down, and they kicked. That ball went high in there, and I was down there by myself. And here come an old boy, big, big, and here he come. And I was, and that ball, I didn't think that ball was ever going to get there. And I was looking, and I thought, he's going to get there before the ball does. But finally I got, there, and I run 81 yards. I was scared. Let me tell and then it says Wendell Pennington and Vaughn Morton scored five touchdowns between as Modesto High's uh, team romped, romped. I've been romping ever since. It said they romped to their fifth straight win of the season, downing the Turlock Bulldogs thirty-two to fourteen. 
Here it says, Morton, an end, scored on a 65-yard pass play and a 65-yard punt return. Now, you understand that? That's two different plays. I run 65 yards on a punt return and 65 yards uh, on a pass. I could run fast. Yeah, okay. Let me go on here. It says, both the third quarter TDs came on weird plays. A pass. Now, this Eddie Burton that they're talking about here, he went on to be a, a football coach. He said, both, uh, it said the TDs came on a weird place. A pass intended for Pennington, about 50 yards down, slipped out of the hands of quarterback Eddie Burton and fell 30 yards short. Right into the hands of Morton, who then romped 45 yards to score. You know what they call me? This is what they call me in high school. Snorting Morton. That's what they say. Just give it to Snorton Morton. <laughs> so I know what I am. I know what I am talking about. You understand that? And what I'm saying is. This, 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 this spirit of sports that's in the world. If, if your hero is these sports figures, you need to get a new hero. You understand? Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God in Jesus' name. But I started hanging around the church. And God got to dealing with me. And I was all involved in these sports and whatever. But I'm, I'm cutting this short. I repented of my sins. I got baptized in Jesus' name. And I got the Holy Ghost. And my pastor, I thank God for his wisdom and his long suffering. And whatever and so forth and so on. And, and, and saints in the church. Uh, I remember one especially. Uh, got on to me and it, it was a woman. And she... And, 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 and she, she got on to me. And, and she said, you need to quit that sport. You need to quit this. You, I just got the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, saints, you just witness to them, get them in the church, let the pastor take care of the pastor. I'm telling you, this woman about caused me to fall. She, she was wrong. She, she got out of place. The pastor was working with me. He worked me out of it, didn't he? I got out of it. We, we had to do it his way. And, and God's way. But anyway, uh, 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 God got to dealing with me. Oh, see, I, I said to myself, oh, I can, I can be a Christian and play sports. Let me tell you something. You mamas and daddies that want your kids to go to school and, and be something on the sports team, you need to pray through. You need to get a new revelation. And so it was that... Uh, uh, that that God got to dealing with me. Oh, God got to dealing with me. Uh, I can remember the last time I went to uh, the the stadium in Modesto there at the at the at the college, and I, I went there, and I remember they had the California relays, and the last race I won. I remember sitting out in the middle of, uh, of that field, waiting for our race to come, and I thought, man, I'm gonna run this race. I'm getting out of here. And I remember we ran. I got out of there. I walked through that gate, and I never went back. I'm telling you. And the coaches begin to call my house uh, and whatever, and they said, Morton said, we realize that you you you, you joined that church and whatever, and, and 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 they don't want you to wear shorts and stuff like that. 
that and, and said, but I tell you what, uh, uh, I said, we'll let you wear sweatpants and we'll let you, you, you don't have to dress out uh, like the rest. But, but no, no, that's a compromise. No, no, that's just bait on a hook that I didn't want to bite. And, 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 and I'm telling you what, there's going to be a time and a moment and a second in your life, boys and girls, young folks, uh, let me tell you that, that, that God's going to talk to you about something. Let God talk to you about worldly music. Let God talk to you about not cutting your hair, girls. Let God talk to you about wearing your dresses down where they ought to be. Let God talk to you, boys, about them short sleeves and whatever and things that you're doing that I'm not even naming today that I don't know about. But God will reveal it if you don't repent of it. Get a, let's make a consecration today. Let's make a dedication. I'm going to give up what i got to give up to live for God. Have I ever been sorry that I gave it up? Have I ever been sorry that I quit? No, I'm not sorry. God has blessed me and 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 blessed me. Praise God. I remember, uh, I remember uh, after I quit all that, and I had, but I had to be in the gym class, and, 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 and I was in this gym class, and I went out there and I had these little red trunks on this white t-shirt, and I thought, man, this don't feel right. I don't care. This ain't right. Nobody told me anything. I went to the store, and in those days they didn't have all these colored uh, uh, sweats and stuff they got now. It was all gray. It looked like a prison uniform. And, and I got me some gray sweats and a gray sweatshirt. And I come out there and I stood in line to take roll. How do you think I felt? I'll tell you how I felt. I, I, the, I felt saved. That's the way I felt. Yeah. And, 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 and I remember one day, uh, one day uh, the coach came in and said, Hey, Morton, said, uh, they had the track team out there and they were just practicing. It wasn't a meet. They said, he said, Morton, said, would you come out here and run these boys? This is a true story. He said, would you come out here? He said, uh, you know, you used to run track. Come out here. And, and these boys, they had on their, their shorts and their track shoes and, and they were, uh, they were firing the gun off till your march gets set. Bow. And, and they was running. He said, Morton, would you, would you race these boys? And, 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 and I thought, well, this ain't a meet, and this is just practicing. We're just out here. They're practicing gym. I, okay, I will. I got down there, and everybody was looking, and everybody was looking, and everybody was looking. And they said, to your marks, get set, boom! I had on sweats and a sweatshirt and tennis shoes, and I outran the track stars. God gave me favor. The Spirit of the Lord God came upon me, and I won that race. The reason I don't run a lot in church is because y'all don't run fast enough. <laughs> hey, it's fun being a Pentecostal. Did you hear that? It's fun being a Pentecostal. Hey, 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 it's fun being a Pentecostal. Glory to God. I remember one time I was in the gym class and, and we was playing basketball, just playing basketball. And, and I, I, the Spirit of the Lord God came upon me. Woo! Glory to God. Man, I got to feel, I said, hey, fellas, uh, uh, i got to go for a second. They probably thought I was going to the bathroom. I ran around the corner. There wasn't nobody looking. I took that sweatshirt, and I jerked it up on my head, and I stood there, and I talked in tongues. Let me tell you something. You can talk in tongues at school. You can talk in tongues in the night, in the day. You can talk in tongues on the job. I'm a tongue talker. I'm an apostolic. I'm Jesus now. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. And uh, about that time, I really started studying the Bible. 
I really started studying the Bible. And, 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 uh, and I started going to, listen, in those days we had church on Sunday morning and we had church, we, we went straight from morning worship to a live broadcast that we put on on KTRB. And, and we, we would go out there on Norwich. It used to be way out in the country. We'd go out to have a live broadcast. My pastor would preach. And then we'd go straight from there. We'd go eat. Then we'd go straight and have a prayer meeting at 3 o'clock. Then we'd be back at church at 6.30 for young people's meeting. And 7.30 church started. And we stayed there until a long time. And, and then we had church on Tuesday nights. And we had church on Thursday nights. And we had full-time church on Saturday night. We had church all the time. And, but I loved it. And, 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 and I was studying the Scripture. And, and I was getting interested in the Bible. And, 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 and my daddy, because I was going so much, my daddy, he, he, he felt like, boy, you're going too much. And, you go, and, 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 and I'd made such a change in my life, they thought I was going crazy. And they really did. And, and so my daddy would make me stay home sometime. Now, some of you say, you mean you, you're a teenager, your daddy make you, you stay home? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I can tell Elmo wasn't your daddy. Yeah, when he, if he said you stay home, you stay home, and 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 so. But but when he'd go to bed, I I would sit down in the floor. I'm not in the floor, but in the bed, and I would pull the cover up over my head, and I'd get a flashlight, and I would study the scripture. There was times I stayed there till the sun come up the next morning. And, 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 and they were talking about the oneness of God. And I didn't know what it was. And I didn't understand it. And the devil began to talk to me and say, you're in the wrong thing. This, this is not right. And I was going through a struggle over the oneness of God. And one night as I was studying with that flashlight in that Bible, I'm telling you, I feel it now. God revealed to me. God revealed to me the oneness of God and Acts 2.38 at the same time. God is my witness. I jumped out of that bed. I jumped up in the middle of the room in the darkness of the night. I wanted to shout, but I knew I'd wake my daddy up and then I'd really shout. And, and, and I thought, I can't shout, I can't scream, I can't holler, I can't dance. But I stood there in the darkness of the night, uh, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, a, a, I'm telling you, the revelation that I've got, it came from God. I saw it. There's just one God. His name is Jesus. There's only one way to be saved, and that's repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I jumped out in the middle of that floor and I said, under my breath, I said, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, glory to God. Hallelujah, praise God. Let me tell you young people something. You need to get a real revelation. You need to get a revelation that this is the only way to be saved. That Acts 2.38 is the only way. That one God's the only way. And the reason some young people are in and out and up and down is they don't have a real revelation of what this is all about and what they've got. Praise God. You may be seated. I was so excited. I'm going to tell you this. I haven't looked at my watch and I ain't going to. I was so excited about one God. Whom was I excited? I remember I went to I went to my pastor's house. In fact, I went by that house the other day, and I thought about when I stood on that porch. And I went to my pastor's house. I stood on the porch. I knocked on the door, and he opened the door. 
And I said, Brother Rody, let me tell you something. I said, there's only one God. And His name's Jesus. I didn't think He knew. I really didn't. I was going to tell him, he needs to know about this. The whole church needs to know about this. And he was so excited, he just listened to me. He said, Brother Vaughn, he said, I've been preaching that for 40 years. <laughs> oh, i got a revelation. There's a, I'm telling you what, there's only one way to be saved. That's Acts 2.38. It's holiness within, holiness without, and separation from the world. Hallelujah. And you may be seated. I remember, see, we lived, at, uh, that was a Modesto. And uh, we only lived 30 miles from, uh, from the Bible college uh, in Stockton. And, uh, and everybody, they get to a certain place, they, 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 they go to Stockton. They go to Bible college. Now that was back in that day. That was back in 1914, you know, no, in the 50s. And, and, and they just done it. Well, I remember, I can take you to the place in that old church, standing right about here. We was here, I met Brother Rody. I was facing this way, he was facing that way. And I can still see him, hold this, right there. Sit down, hold it. Sit. And I can still see him, he was standing there just like this. He said, Brother Vaughn, let me tell you something. You're not going to Bible school. Okay, and and he just he, I, he, I, you know some things you don't forget. That's the problem with Brother Hyler and Brother Garrett. They've forgot the, a lot of things I taught them. I'm gonna have to give them a rerun. <laughs> I meet y'all out back when this is over. <laughs> and 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 he stood there like that, and he began to. And I thought, oh brother, I was disappointed. I I thought, oh man, everybody gets to go but me. I'm telling you, the man of God knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. I'll just say this, what I'm thinking about, unless I forget it. I ain't signing no application for anybody to go to Bible school. Now, that right there will be a shot farter. That's all people here. But anyway, that's okay. That's the truth anyway. I've got, I've got, I've got my own Bible school. There ain't nothing like your local church and the training of your local church and meetings like this. And, 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 and let me tell you, he took me under his wing. He, yeah, he kept me there so I could mow the lawn, wash the toilet, pick people up for school, drive Sunday school. I mean, pick people up for church, drive the Sunday school uh, bus and, and whatever. And I just done everything he wanted me to do. Whatever it was. He just called me. There it was. I just, there, there it was. But then there come a day with his blessing. I didn't even have to ask. It was with his blessing. He said, all right, Brother Vaughn. He said, there's several preachers that want you to preach him them a revival. You go preach those revivals, and when you get through, you come back. He never got through. That's why he never went back. But he knew there was wisdom in it. He knew that that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> I thank God for the wisdom of the man of God. 
He done things that disappointed me. He done things that, boy, I couldn't understand. But I'm going to tell you, every once in a while, I go to Lodi where he's buried. And I stand in his grave by myself. And I stand there and cry. Because I thank God for the man of God in my life. I thank God that I listened to him. I didn't always understand him. I didn't understand it. But I'm telling you what, God knew what he was doing. And the man of God knew what he was doing. Oh, let's lift our hands and let's worship the Lord. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's love him. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. I tell you what, I fell in love with the Bible. I fell in love with the Word of God. And, and, and you know what we used to do? Uh, we used to go to the street and preach. Oh yeah, we'd line up on the street there in Modesto when 99 went right through uh, Modesto. And we'd stand there on the corner of 9th and whatever. And we'd stand there. And the girls would play the accordions, and old brother MacDonald would play his guitar, and us young fellows that wanted to preach, we'd get out there and preach. And the Greyhound bus station was just around the corner, and the Greyhound bus station bus would have to come around and stop there at that red light if the light caught them. And and I know those drivers tried to skip that light, but they'd come there to that light, and we'd walk up and down beside of that bus and say, "You need to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and feel." with the Holy Ghost oh, I'm telling you we had fire in our soul we loved that 238 we loved one God yeah now remember when the assemblies of God the boys I went to school with I'm going to tell you the breakdown of the assemblies of God and that is sports and the cross and the switchblade movie that came out they didn't go to the, they didn't, a lot of them didn't have television, they didn't go to the movies, but when the cross and the switchblade came out, they allowed it, and that whet their appetite, and they've been going ever since. And I'll tell you something else, is when they started joining the leagues in sport, the assemblies of God tried to get me to come over and play on their ball teams. Oh, come on, this is a Christian uh, thing. I thank God I never went that route. I thank God. Hey, let's get this in our gut. Let's get some conviction, you young men and young ladies. Let's get some guts in us. I remember one day we was out there, we was out there preaching, uh, preaching. I was preaching away, boy. I was preaching away, and it was during the summer, and, and the candies were running, and and uh, that's where they canned the fruits. And in those days, they had these little uh, uh, trucks that brought in uh, the the uh, peaches and stuff from the field, and they'd have a swamper on them. And 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 here come I was out there preaching, and this bartender came out. And this bartender was mad. And he was shaking his fist right in my face. And I just kept on preaching. And he's a shaking his fist. And I was looking at him like, and I was about like this. And he's just a shaking his fist. And I was just a preaching away at him. He wanted us to get out of there. And here come one of them little old trucks and with a swamper setting up on it. He, a swamper, somebody loads it and unloads it. He was setting up there and he was eating a peach. And he, he saw me out there and he took that uh, uneaten peach and he wrote it at me preaching the gospel and he hit me right in the bullseye I really I tell you thud man he hit me right in the cedar end and and I, but I thought it was the Lord nudging me on you know 
And I just kept on praying. He popped me, man. I'm t- Whoa! Hey, hey! They was getting me from both ends. But I'm going to tell you something. Them was the good old days. And the good old days have come and gone. And I couldn't call them back if I tried. But the God that lived in the good old days is still walking right by my side. I said the God that lived in the good old days is still walking right by my side. Praise God. Now I'm going to tell you what really kept me. I'm going to tell you what I, I feel like really kept me. I was involved in all these sports. I quit all this stuff. And I'm going to tell you something. God convicted me of television. And I was a teenager. And I lived in a home for four more years after that. In a home with a television. God is my witness. I never watched that television. I didn't. I will tell you something else. I ain't never watched one since I was a teenager. You hear me? You don't no. It's conviction with me. I, I yeah. And you you're saying, well, it ain't conviction with me. It ought to be. It ought to be. Hey, we don't just not have televisions in our home. We don't believe in watching television at grandpa's house, grandma's house. Or at the motel or someplace else. Hey, you're in an apostolic youth conference. You're in a one God holding this youth conference. What was I going to tell? Okay, yeah. I remember. I had a class. You know, I, 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 I didn't. Well, I, I didn't have a conviction against school, but I didn't like it. And uh, and uh, so, uh, oh, i tell you what kept me. That's what I was telling. I'm going to tell you, I thought, I quit all this, and I'm involved in all this, and i got to go back to school, and, and summer was over, and I thought, what am I going to do? I'll go by the church. And I remember going by the church. Uh, and, and I remember walking down those best basement steps, and I heard something. It was my pastor, and he was praying. Boy, I'm going to tell you something. I love the man of God in my life. And he was praying. And I can still see him. He's sitting there. And and his legs are crossed. He always wore a hat. And his hat was sitting up in that chair. And I remember he, he, he had a handkerchief. And he had it over his face. And he was rocking back and forth. And he was praying. Oh, he was praying. It was that kind of praying that either you had to get in there and pray or get out of there. And oh, there was something about it. I never heard anybody pray like that. I never heard my daddy pray. Uh, and I, I remember I got out and I prayed. And I'm going to tell you something. I made that a practice. I'm, I made that a practice for the rest of my school years. I've made it a practice the rest of my life. I'm telling you what. Prayer will keep you. When hell rages, prayer will keep you. When temptation comes, prayer will keep you. When the world comes, prayer will keep you. When trial comes, prayer will keep you. We need to pray. We need some praying, young people. We need some praying. I would to God that our young people would dedicate themselves to prayer and seeking the face of the Lord. And, 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 and it was so good that, that at noontime when, I, when they broke for lunch at school, I ran all of the way back 
to the school to pray. And I prayed at noon. And when school was out on my way home, I stopped by the church and I prayed again. There was something about it. It got a hold of me. It'll keep you. I believe in prayer. I thank God that the man of God taught me to pray. This is the secret. Uh, you say, well, how do I overcome? How do I live for God? You, you're wanting a big discourse or hear something from a psychologist. or uh, You know, if we was having a deal here today and, and I was Dr. So-and-so and uh, Dr. Deep mud or whatever, and 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 you was paying a hundred dollars to hear this seminar. You'd believe in it. I ain't nothing but a one God, Jesus name, apostolic preacher, and it ain't costing you a hundred bucks to hear it. But I got the answers, brother. If you want to live for God, you don't need to hear a long discourse. You just need to pray and pray until you pray and pray until you pray through. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Praise the Lord. Right after I got the revelation of one God, I had a class. And it was a it was a wood shop class. They made furniture and stuff in that class. It was a big, big building. And and we were in there in this wood shop class. And I got a revelation of Acts 2.38. And every day when they'd start up them saws, sawdust was everywhere. And I would write on the furniture, Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38 Acts 2.38 Acts 2 I wrote it everywhere every day one day Mr. Peterson the teacher he came to me and he was he was shorter than me boy that's short he was a little old guy and he was drinking coffee I can almost smell it on his breath now uh, he was drinking coffee and eating a cookie and he walked up to me and he said hey Morton he said I want to ask you something yeah he said uh Every day you come here. And he said, you're writing this Acts 3.8 everywhere. He said, what's that all about? Uh, glad you asked. <laughs> you know, because I put it everywhere. I, I got a revelation of Acts 2.38. I really did. I'd sneak off to the wood room where they kept the, the projects and whatever. And, 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 and I'd get that new, little New Testament out. And I would read it. I'm telling you, this got in me. It got a hold of me. I was thrilled about it. I was excited about it. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you something. Folks, let's get excited about it. Let's get through it. I'm still excited about it. I'm still thrilled about it. I'm glad to be at this youth conference. I remember the first youth conference I ever went to. The first youth conference I ever went to after I got the Holy Ghost was right down here at Merced. At the fairgrounds, the first youth conference I ever went uh, to. I still remember the preacher preaching. And he had a big globe and he had it tied around his neck. And he preached on the subject, Love not the world, neither the things that's in the world. And I'm telling you, I got another revelation of holiness. Love not the world, neither the things that's in the world. This youth conference is right. I'm going to tell you, this youth conference is like it used to be when I started. I thank God for the spirit and the attitude of this youth conference. This is right. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Hallelujah. I had a, I, I had a class. It was an English class. I didn't like. I'm gonna tell you something. I didn't like school, but I finished. You understand that? I got, a, I got a diploma. <laughs> I remember I was sitting in this class. I was sitting in this class. And I was sitting toward the back. And we had these old-fashioned desks. And the teacher, her name was Mrs. Fernandez. 
The reason I didn't forget these names is because I was there. And, 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 and I had experiences there. And Mrs. Fernand, I thought she was old. She probably wasn't but 22 years old. But I thought she's old. But, but, but uh, she got them from the class. She said, all right, class, so today I want you to write an essay. Now, I know you've gone to the movies, and I know some of you have television. Everybody didn't have television. Said, uh, I want you to write uh, on the latest movie or television show that you've saw. And everybody started writing. And I sat there and I thought, okay. It hadn't been that long since I'd watched television, went to the movies. I remember the last movie I went to was at the State Theater in Modesto. And it was called, by that was the name James Dean, I think it was, A Rebel Without a Cause. I think that was a rebel without a cause. Well, I, I decided I'm going to be a rebel with a cause. Yeah, and, and and so it was that that everybody started writing. I thought, well, I could write on, I could write on that James Dean deal. But I had a conviction. Some thought, you know what? I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. And I just said, I thought, how am I going to get out of this? Because they said if you don't pass this class, you don't graduate. Okay. Hmm. I remember a guy by the name of Kenneth. He was a big old guy. He sat in the same row I sat in, right up the front. And I don't, the Spirit of the Lord God must have moved on that old boy. Because he raised his hand. I don't know what made him do it. He raised his hand. And Mrs. Fernandez said, yes, Kenneth. He said, teacher, Miss Fernandez, what about old Morton back there? Said, he don't go to the movies. And he don't watch television. What's he going to write about? Hey, Everybody in the class went, hmm? I said, what do you do? I'm a human being. I got red. I was embarrassed. I didn't, you know, but I didn't jump up and talk in tongues and dance. I just sort of sat there. In those days, you didn't have carpet on the floor. It was a hardwood floor. I can still hear her high heels going, clippity-clop, 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 clippity-clop. I can still hear them, clippity-clop. And she leaned over and she said, Vaughn, you can write on anything you want to. The Lord will make a way somehow. If you'll take a stand, God will make a way. God will make a way. And so it was that 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 so I went, I went, I went home and I wrote. I said, now in the Bible, in the second chapter of the book of Acts, I wrote about the Apostle Peter. And this is what the Apostle Peter said on the day of Pentecost. And I turned that paper in. In a few days, she handed it back. I can still see that red ink that she wrote with. I can still see a lot of things, man. Some things I wish I couldn't see. But, but anyway, anyway, she, she come and she wrote right on that piece of paper. She said, you certainly have a message. It ain't a message. It's the message. It's the message. Hey, I remember another time, another time in that class. Hey, this is my story. You can have your story. Everybody's got their story. And, and so it was that uh, uh, in that class... She said, all right, we've got to give a book report. I hated book reports. I didn't want to read nothing but the Bible. So I went to the library, and I went looking for a book. The skinniest book I could find. 
And I found a book on Abraham Lincoln. It was real skinny and I read it. And, and so you had to get up and give a verbal book report. And so I got up to give this book report. And she would write your mistakes down and hand them to you as you walked by her desk. And they'd get up and they'd give their, their book reports. And my turn, I got up and I talked about Abraham. And when I went by her desk, I picked up my note and I sat down. And uh, she said, uh, she said, voice a little loud. I thought, well, I'm used to preaching on the street. And then she said, are you interested in being a minister? And I said, I said, whoa, which Abraham did I talk about? <laughs> it's supposed to be Abraham Lincoln. Oh, I tell you, it's fun living for God. I, I remember when they said, all right, uh, everybody, everybody wants a class ring, pay your money. And so I paid my money to get my class ring. Nobody told me anything. I paid my money to get my class ring. And the class rings came in. By the time I paid my money and by the time the class rings come in, I got a conviction. I got a conviction. I got a conviction. And I never did. You know, I ought to go in there right now, 50 years later, and say, hey, I'll come get my class ring. <laughs> but I got a conviction. I never went and got I could have went and got it and and, and, and put it up, but I didn't want to go get it and put it up. No, I, I'm telling you, you got to get a conviction. you got to get a conviction. Young people, you need to get a conviction about the length of your dresses and the length of your sleeves and the tightness of your clothes, girls and boys, and about the combing of your hair and about sideburns and about all of this. Get a, a conviction of your own. You'll be happy. Some of you are just chomping at the bits. I can't wait to get older and get away from home and do my own thing. Go out there and let the world beat you up. This is the good life. I've been out there. I've been there done that. Now, you, you, I, I, I tell you what. Then uh, 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 one time... One to, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was in a teacher. This teacher's name was Mr. Eggers. And if you didn't pass a certain math test, then in your senior year, you had to take math again. I took it again. I was wanting out of that place. Bad, man. And, 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 but I went, and I graduated. And, and so, and so I, 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 I was in his class. Now, believe it or not, when I was in the 12th grade, I had enough credits that I didn't have to go to school all day. Now, how I got that, I don't know. But they come to me and said, hey, Morton, you got so many credits, you don't have to go to school all day. I like that. I don't know how it happened. Somebody made a mistake, I can't help it. But anyway, uh, so I got me a job. Boys get jobs. Boys get haircuts and jobs. And show up with your tools. And... And, 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 and so it was that, uh, 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 yeah, I, I, I got me a job. I, hey, I worked at a, I hated this job. It was in a cleaners. Can you feature me working at a cleaners? I worked at a cleaners. Uh, I worked at a Texaco filling station. I didn't mind that. That wasn't bad. In those days, when you pull up to a filling station, uh, you had to check their tires, raise the hood, check the oil, check the water, wash the windshield, put the gas in. You just sit, the the guy that come get gas just sat there. And and I still can't get used to women pumping gas. It still bothers me, you know. But I ain't jumping out and pumping for everybody. But 
But anyway, anyway, there's too many of them. And, 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 and so it was that, that I was in this class. Well, this happened. We had to take this test in the 12th grade, and this was it. You pass it or fail. Now, I shouldn't tell this, but I, I, I'm going to tell it anyway. But you had to take this test. This is in the 12th grade. This is right before graduation. And I took this test, and the, and the teacher, they handed it back, and I, and I got a passing grade. But, but the teacher said, Mr. Ager said, uh, uh, Mr. Ager said, we're going we're gonna to go over this together. And so we went over the whole thing together. And I looked. I, he had made a mistake. I had missed more than he thought I did. Somehow, whoever cracked them papers made a mistake. And I caught it. And I thought, uh-huh, I am going to fail. If I go up to his desk and tell him this, it's going to be bad music. I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you the truth. I, I wrestled. Who, so I, my flesh didn't want to get up and go up there and tell him. Do you understand? Nobody knew about that but, but, but me and God. But God knew. You understand me, young people? God knew. But you know what I did? I finally, I wrestled long enough. I got up. I walked up to his desk. I said, Mr. Eggers, I missed those right there. He looked. He said, yeah. And he looked up at me. And he said, but I'm passing you. He had the authority. It was a test for me. You're going to come to those moments in life. I want to pass the test. I'd rather still be sitting there at age 65 and never pass it than to be dishonest. Let's be honest. Let's raise our hands and worship God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. I'm going to bring it to a close when I, after a while. And, uh, and so it, it was, and then I started working for a man in the church that had a septic tank company. And uh, that's where you go out and dig a hole and put a septic tank in and all that, blah, 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 blah. Well, one morning, one, I was at the yard where we poured these precast septic tanks and, and the inspector wasn't even supposed to be there. It wasn't their business to be there. They didn't come out and inspect them till we put them in the ground. So I was, I, I showed up for work and, and, and the rest of them weren't there yet. And I thought, you know, till they get here, I'm going to pray. I remember I crawled over in this septic tank and I started praying. Oh, I was praying. Oh, God! Ah! Talking in tongues, screaming, hollering, scratching, kicking. Yeah! And I had a feeling somebody's watching me. And it, it was out in the country. There wasn't nobody there. But Mr. Bumgardner, the inspector, for some reason he decided to come there that morning. And when I raised up, I was on my knees and I looked out just like this. And I raised up. There he was. He had a cigar in his mouth. He was off out there with that cigar in his mouth. And he was a puffing. And he's about this far away. And he's a looking. He's a walking. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? And so I thought, well, there's only one thing to do. And that's be nice. And so I just stood up and said, well, Mr. Bumgarner, how you doing? I just started crawling out. He said, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> and I shook his hand. Ah, I'm telling you, ain't nothing like a Holy Ghost prayer meeting.
me. They nothing. Let's stand to our feet and worship God. Oh, let's stand to our feet and worship God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's praise the Lord. Let's worship the Lord God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Lord, let's worship the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise His name. Let's worship His name. Let's love His name. Let's adore His name. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Glory 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 to God. Hallelujah. Let's praise Him. Let's worship Him. Let's honor Him. Let's adore Him. Glory to God. Let's praise Him right now. Glory to God. 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 Let me tell you something. I got the Holy Ghost in an unsaved home. I got the Holy Ghost in a home that had television. It was a good home, but it was a sinner home. And, and, and I don't know what your circumstances are. There's all kinds of circumstances. There's broken homes. There's whole homes. There's homes with drunks in them. There's homes with dope in them. Some of you's been abused. Some of you's been molested. But I'm going to hear me now. It's time you got off that. You're using it for a crutch and excuse. Calvary, young man, young lady, takes care of it. If Calvary can't take care of it, the shrink can't take care of it. If Calvary can't take care of it, uh, Dr. So-and-so can't take care of it. I'm telling you what, Calvary can take care of it. It can happen in Atwater, California on a Friday afternoon at On Course Youth Conference. Glory to God. I don't know what you've been in the past. I don't know how you've been living or haven't been living or what you've done or haven't been done. But the Scripture said if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all our God will forgive you. You're a human being. You're going to make normal human mistakes. But you don't have to go on being a hypocrite like you've been. And you can be the leader of your youth group. Just because the rest of them's doing it doesn't mean you need to do it. And you need to have some guts and face all those that sin in your church and say, I ain't doing it. And besides that, I'm telling the pastor. Hallelujah! Let's get in the church. Let's live for God. Let's make a dedication. Glory to God. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. Yes. It's going to be worth it all. So beautiful. Happy day.